G'day, how are you going? Happy Friday or whatever day it is you're listening to this episode of Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley, and today I am chatting with our digital director, Ali Izzo. Yes, we're talking through the three stories that made us spit out our green juices. Well, Grace Tame, yes, we are going there. We are talking about Grace Tame. Femtech? I've been reading a lot about this booming industry and I really wanted to just tell you all about it and talk to Ali about it. And lastly, well, the last subject is, uh, there's no other way to describe it other than, well, one word, poo. Ali, welcome to Healthy-ish. It's February. We made it through January. How are you going? I am good. I'm COVID-free, but I'm sweaty. I'm a hot, sweaty mess. <laughs> you and I both. I'm literally recording this, listeners, from my bedroom upstairs in my house and I'm dripping in sweat because there's no windows open and no airflow. It's it's like an at-home sauna. It's fine. It's like medicinal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Therapeutic, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, talk us through the story of the week. It was Grace Tame. Tell yes. us about what what went down on across body and soul across the channels. Yeah, talk about hot and sweaty. Well, this was fiery. Um, People got really fired up on this and myself included. So obviously uh, there was the photo opportunity between the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Grace Tame, who was last year's Australian of the Year. Um, They were meeting at a brunch or a luncheon at the Lodge to celebrate the finalists for Australian of the Year 2022. And... uh, Look, everyone's seen the photo. It was the photo that launched a thousand memes. Um, and then after that, a thousand op-eds. And there was a lot of online commentary around her lack of smile. I guess um, we don't often see women in the public space um, not adhere to, you know, uh, societal expectations of, you know, politeness and decorum. And to be honest, she didn't. She she didn't play along and she was pretty defiant in her um, meeting of him. She didn't smile. She, you know, did the bare minimum, really. And that caused a lot of people to really arc up and to really sort of point the finger and to have a go at her. And I wrote a piece in defence of that because I think that underlying this, I don't think it's about politeness. I don't think it's about respect. I don't think it's about any of those things. I think it's the fact that she's a woman and she didn't smile and she didn't play nice, even though she, we all know about her political views, um, especially towards Scott Morrison. That's very core to her purpose and even why she was uh, made Australian of the Year in the first place. And so to expect her to sit there quietly or stand there quietly and smile and nod, um, I think really goes against the grain of what she stands for. And if we're expecting women to trying to push down their opinions and their purposes, I feel like that is a, that's a big problem. And we still obviously have a long way to go in terms of anger and women being angry and people supporting women being angry and, and angry without, you know, being called hysterical. You know, she definitely wasn't, she was very reserved. She was very self-contained. But the, the outcry that this caused, I think shows that we've got a big division still in society around how we expect women to act in situations like this. And I, for one, think that she's brilliant and I hate being told to smile. I don't know about you, Felicity, but I've been told to smile by strange men often. Um, And it's really shit. Like it's really condescending and it's got, you know, nothing, whether I've got a smile on my face or not is 
absolutely no one else's business, really. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I think, Ali, you wrote a great piece and you've raised some really valid points. And I think, you know, in many ways she was being authentically herself. This is, she was just being who she is and maybe she doesn't yeah. smile all the time. That's just her nature. And we see a lot of that. We actually see a lot of photos with her not smiling. I think for me, it's it's funny. We were talking just before we, st- we press record and I, it, it was against what I normally do, but I kind of tapped out of this. I feel like the the debate became really angry and unkind and mean and and a lot of comments on both Body and Soul's Facebook page and both ways were mean and and I just you know I read obviously I'm I lean to the left I read a bit of lefty on you know the Guardian and then I went to the Australian and I you know just like to yep. get different opinions and formulate my own opinion but this time I just felt it was really angry and I suppose that made me a bit sad but I think it's good we have anger on both sides but maybe we can get better at listening to what the other side has to say yeah absolutely I think that there was um a lot of passion on both sides and there was not a lot of people in the middle um people seem to have a pretty clear-cut reaction to this and a pretty they made the decision pretty quickly so um yeah I think we've probably got the time now to sit back and sort of think about things absolutely now, while we're, while we're on the women's, well, bandwagon, I'm turning to the women's health bandwagon, I just wanted to raise this, well, term that I've seen so much of lately. It's called femtech. I feel like it's rising in popularity and basically it's about, I think the term was coined around 2012 and it describes any technology dealing with women's health. And sorry, it's about time we had this. It's about time it happened. Anything from yeah. apps to monitor menstrual cycles and fertility, one-stop shops for, you know, in-person and virtual appointments, pregnancy, breastfeeding, menopause. Anyway, I could go on. Anyway, last year the New York Times labelled Femtech as the next big thing in healthcare and I just think this is wonderful. So I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention that <laughs> this area of healthcare we've ignored for too long. For years women have been banned from clinical trials actually I read in this book Mm. over Christmas that it was only in 2016 in the US that it was mandated that there was an equal number of women and men in medical studies which is extraordinary wild wild yeah I think that's a huge um, area that is lacking in medical um, research is that how a lot of drugs and therapies affect women because they're often trialed on like middle-aged white men and that is not representative of the whole population for a range of reasons um but yes there are a lot of um things that pertain just to women in the medical space around fertility and reproductive systems and hormones that i mean there's so many times i don't know whether you feel this for sometimes you go to the doctor and they kind of just go we don't know you know if it's anything to do with you know, women's health issues, whatever that may include, um, there's just, there's a lot of um, shoulder shrugging. So I think that this is a good thing. Absolutely. Watch this space. I mean, I think there's startups out of the US, the UK and Europe, um, not as many in Australia. I couldn't find that many, but, you know, watch this space. I think we'll see many soon. Now, just quickly, what was the most clicked story of the week? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Sometimes I wish I could lie, but I'm not going to. Um, so another week and it was another poo story that got people's of attention. Course, of course, People are curious. Um, so I'm really, you can't see me, but I'm doing the face palm emoji right now because that's how I feel. But also this one is kind of funny, to be fair. I can see how people are curious about it. Um, and the trend comes from where all funny things come from these days, which is TikTok, of course, and it's 
actually been around for a while. Apparently it's quite well known in medical communities and it's called, hang on, I should actually say the name of the article because that might help <laughs> things for context. So the headline was, drumroll, is this new TikTok hack the constipation secret IBS sufferers have been waiting for? So you can imagine what this is going to be about. It's called splinting and it's, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But okay, just it's, spill it. All right. This, there's actually been a study done on this by the University of Michigan. Uh, so there's a paper and it's stating that straining, so if you've constipated, straining to have a bowel movement can cause problems with weakening the pelvic floor, causing rectal toe styles, I'm probably saying that wrong, pelvic organ, organ prolapses and hemorrhoids. Perianal pressure or splinting as it's called is a way to help move the stool out of the anal canal when you have erectocele. Don't quote me on the pronunciation of that. So what you have to do is you insert a lubricated finger or a tampon into your vagina and you push on the back wall and you literally push the poo out. <laughs> from inside and that, that works i don't Apparently, know i'd rather go to the chemist and get a suppository uh you know yeah i mean you could just take fiber or drink more exactly. water um be a dietitian uh there's lots of other things you could do but this is a um i guess it must be a very satisfying thing to do if you're really in a, in a stick. <laughs> Ali, i don't even know how to wrap this episode up but Thank you for coming on, like very (laughs) random, but thanks for sharing that to our listeners today. Pleasure. (laughs) Well, I'm really not sure how to wrap this episode up. There are so many puns I would love to say, but I will, well... I'll keep them from you. Anyway, all I can say is if you want more info from us, jump online at bodyandsoul.com.au. You can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook or jump on our TV on YouTube. Just search for Body and Soul TV. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to Ali and I have a chat. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, well, stay healthy-ish. doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.